Welcome to Greatness Mindside. I am Dr. Aisha Al Sheikh. I'm a medical scientist and researcher, turned therapist, coach, mentor, and business entrepreneur. Greatness Mindsight is a podcast that brings you motivational and authentic messages from incredibly inspiring and extraordinary people, where I dive in and deconstruct their mind to explore different aspects of their lives from entrepreneurship and leadership to motivation, fears, and how they overcame their struggles, tackled their inner demons, and overcame adversity. This show dissects the psychology behind their successes to help you discover and unlock your inner potential and give the most effective tips, advice, and lessons that you can emulate or apply in your own life, especially if you are just starting your entrepreneurial journey. Each week, I bring you an inspiring and extraordinary person, so keep yourself updated with the latest episodes by subscribing now to this podcast. True happiness comes from within. Keep working on yourself and your mindset. Your inner world creates your outer world and do everything in your power to protect your mind. By Jess and James. This is episode four, and in this episode, I've got an extraordinary and incredible, inspiring guest, and also a mentor to me. His name is Justin James. Justin is a UK's public speaking champion, seven times award-winning international speaker, serial entrepreneur, business owner, and an investor. Having lived in poverty during childhood allowed him to gain the entrepreneurial mindset and started buying and selling from a very young age. Jason has also a background as a mental health nurse, but after being redundant from his job, uh, it pushed him back towards the entrepreneurial path where he became a self-made millionaire and sought after a business mentor. I can't wait to share with you his stories, mindset tips and advice and wisdom. So let's dive in into this episode right now. Uh, you have been a, such an incredible and inspiring mentor to me and thank you for being here. Uh, Bless today. you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, since we don't have that much time, so I'll just dive in and ask you these burning questions that I've got. Um, <laughs> so just to ease you off, um, uh, can you briefly tell me the story behind your chosen career path and what was that incident or that aha moment that made you take these massive actions to changing or following the path you're following on right now? Yeah, great, great question. So um, if, I, if I have to trace it back, it actually stems back to childhood. So when I was a kid, um, I know your, short, your show is about being authentic and being real, right? And so for me, it's about when I was a kid, like about seven, seven, eight years old, I was bullied at school for wearing cheap clothes. Uh, I used to wear, you know, my brother's hand-me-downs, you know, um, and I used to wear clothes that didn't fit me because my, my mom just gave me what was left over and I used to wear cheap trainers, all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> I suppose from an early age, it made me realize that, hey, um, I wanted, I, I didn't want, I wanted nice things, man. I just wanted nice things. And there was nothing wrong with that, but I was bullied for it. And for a long time, I actually resented my parents. But then obviously, as you get older, you go, hey, they were doing the best with what they had. Yeah. And um but it just made me realize from a young age that, you know, it, it, it triggered my fascination with, well, if you want nice things, you've got to 
work and earn it. So, um, so for me, it's, it, it will stem from childhood wanting more. Um, but nobody teaches you how to do that other than get a job, you know. And uh, growing up where I grew up, it, it wasn't the, you know, the, the environment wasn't the most conducive. Let's put it that way. It was a, it was a pretty rough, rough neighborhood, you know, it was, wasn't a very uh, affluent area or anything like that. Um, so I had to go through school and look at everybody else thinking, well, hang on, like, you know, how, how am I going to ever afford nice things if I stay in this environment? So as a young, as a young kid in school, when I was a teenager, I used to buy and sell stuff. I, I was fascinated with entrepreneurship. So I just used to buy stuff and sell it to kids, whether it was um, mobile phone accessories or, or even sweets or whatever, anything I can get my hands on just to make some money. So um, I suppose for me, being entrepreneurial was, was something that stemmed from uh, an incident when I was young just making me realize that, hey, you know what? If you want something, you've got to go and get it. So um, I suppose that was a pivot. If you want to, that's the pivotal moment in my, uh, in my journey, if that's what you're looking for. Um, so I'm not sure if you want me to go into the, the rest of what happened next, or is that coming up? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's more about, basically, I remember you, you, you went into being a mental health, health nurse. And Correct. that's the moment that I want to, I know you've been in that career where you're giving and like taking care of people and everything. Mm. But what was it that changed? You said, you know what, I'm just not going to carry on with this and choose a different path. Um, I, I was, I was um, basically made redundant from my job. I was, oh, right. you know, okay. so, so basically um, for the, for the listeners that yes, I am a, I am a mental health nurse. That's my background. And you know, when I, when I left university, I actually went into business cause I really wanted to start a business and it failed miserably. So I just carried on with my nursing career and I worked in the private sector and I climbed the ranks really, really quickly. I became the youngest ward manager in the country at the age of 27. And, um, but in the private sector, it's run like a business. It's not like the National Health Service. So you, you, as a manager, you're given sales targets. So I had to go out and sell beds to the NHS. And you know, I made my employer over six and a half million pounds in two years. Wow. And then um, 2000, July, July, I remember it very clearly, July 2009, uh, when we were just coming out of the recession, you know, um, they, they had taken a hit as a hospital, but my department was like the best performing department, but they still said they don't need me anymore and they got rid of me. So, you know, I don't know if your, your listeners can relate, but like, you know, I, I really felt list, like stabbed in the back, you know, when you give your everything to someone. Um, so what, what I realized is that I was actually being uh, an intrapreneur, which is basically entrepreneurial inside someone else's business. That's what I was doing. Um, oh, wow. because I did really, I did really well for them, but I didn't have the risk of running my own business anymore, you know? So, uh, but that, when that happened to me, that was a turning point for me to realize that, you know what, Hey, look, I need to, I need to stop working for other people. Um, and not, obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this is everyone's chosen path, but I, I need to stop putting my future in the hands of other people. Cause I want to take hundred percent responsibility for everything. So wow. that was, that was a big turning point for me to go, Hey, you know what? Nothing in life is secure unless you secure it yourself. So I am not working for anyone ever again. Um, and I suppose that's, that, that kick-started my journey into being an entrepreneur, a proper entrepreneur, should I say. <laughs> well said, uh, Jason. Uh, I really, I can relate to you in that sense. Uh, I know with what's happening now with the virus and everything, all the businesses got affected by it. Most majority of people, not all of them, some of them profited from it, but some actually not majority of people yeah. are not coping as well. So uh, I just want to ask you, uh, did, what challenges have you faced today with what's happening and how are you coping with it in terms of your business aspect? of Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, great, great, great question. And I think first of all, yeah, you're right. You know, it's, it's not every business that suffered. In fact, some businesses have grown, um, which, which is, you know, it's just the way it's the nature of, of, you know, 
of what we're going through. Um, and there's big lessons to be learned from that. But for me as a business, you know, you know, I, I have different businesses. Um, so, you know, like main, main businesses like property and uh, my training businesses and stuff and things like that. Property, not so, not so much. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's starting to move again. It's, you know, it is what it is. But with the training business, like, as you know this, I'm a speaker, right? So, you know, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> um, the live events model obviously got crushed during this, this crisis. However, um, this is where I believe it's not about, you know, oh my gosh, the business has stopped. No, because we've, we have others. Fortunately, we practice very, very smartly in our, in our training company in the sense that we, 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 we measure something called revenue concentration, which is basically a KPI in business that says, hey, um, if all of your, if 80% of your income comes from one source, that is a bad business. Yeah. So you need to diversify your income stream. So fortunately, we had online products already. We had digital courses. We had things that we could, you know, ramp up and start selling more of. So, so we, we haven't, we've actually made, you know, made good money during this time. Like, you know, we've, you know, we've, you know, we haven't had an issue with that because people have pivoted online as it were. But that being said, we've also kept in touch with our clients. We've actually served our existing customers. We've, we've, we've given a lot more to them. And, you know, we've extended memberships on stuff, all kinds of stuff we've done to support them because we know once we're out of this, the events model is going gonna, gonna, gonna to fly again. So, so, so that, that really hasn't, I, I'd say it hasn't affected us. I say, it, I say it's affected us in a good way because it's made us reflect a lot more on what we're doing. So, um, yeah, so, so for me, it's not been that, that bad, I would say. But I, I am fully aware some people have been, been, been wiped, out, wiped out by this. Um, if, knowing what you know now, um, if you had the chance to start your career over again, mm-hmm. what would you do differently knowing what you know now? Yeah, great, great question. First of all, like whenever someone asks me that question, I, my, my, my usual response is nothing. And, and I say why. I say, I'll tell you why, because I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't do what I did in the past. And that includes my mess-ups. Uh, includes my mistakes and so whenever someone goes oh, what could what would you do differently of course there's always stuff you could do better 100 percent. but I, I i love every single mess up i made i love every single mistake i made i love every single person i let into my life that took advantage of what I, I love all of that yeah, because it shaped me to who i am but if you really wanted me to get you know clinical about what it is that i would do different it, it'd be it'd be more behavioral stuff and that would be more along the lines of um be more patient um, be more compassionate, um, you know, uh, understand that things happen for you. They're not happening to you. You know, when I, in my early years, I used to get like most people, if something goes wrong, you, you beat yourself up and you blame other people and you, you, you make a lot of excuses and, you know, and, and there's all kinds of stuff. So for me, if there's one thing I would have done differently years ago, um, knowing what I know now is understanding that every single thing you do in life is 90% mindset, 10% strategy. And I didn't know that back then. So, you know, that's, that's the biggest, single biggest thing I'd change. That's actually very useful to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, everyone had, when I asked this question to many of the, uh, like, guests I've got, um, mm. they answered differently, but it was in the same way, like, they wouldn't change a lot, but they will change this one thing, and everyone had a different thing. So it's interesting to know that from your yeah. side. Um, <laughs> what, everyone's got self-doubt sometimes when it comes to trying new things and mm-hmm. because it's probably the fear of unknown when when you have these self-doubts creeping in um what do you actually say to yourself or do that to get to sa- snap yourself out of it or actually get yourself motivated to do it or to do mm-hmm. something or the task you want to do 
Yeah, very, very simple. And I encourage anyone to maybe, maybe give it a go themselves. Whenever self-doubt kicks in, stuff like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough to do this or, you know, why should anyone listen to me or whatever it might be? Um, I just ask myself a very simple question. What evidence have you got to support that, Jess? Like, what evidence have you got to support that you are no good? And I just start thinking, well, I can't actually find any. And then I go, well, let's, look at, let's take a look of all of the things you have achieved before, all of the things that you have done well in. Let's go back and look at all your successes and things that you have excelled in, no matter how big or small. Like, you know, you, and, and, and then you start, basically, you start re, like pumping yourself up and re, remembering that, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. I can get this done, you know. So um, otherwise, you, you, your brain just, you know, just, it just automatically looks for reasons why you're not good enough. And um, so I don't, I don't allow my brain to do that. I've, I've been around long enough now to train myself to go, hey, wh- hey, stop it. Just give myself a slap, you know, and, uh, and, and snap out of it. So I, I urge anyone to ask themselves, you know, what, what evidence have you got to support that? And if you can't find any Start remembering the good times. Start remembering what, you know, what you're good at and celebrate your wins and then that will just shift your energy and your state. That's a very, very sound advice. I need to do that <laughs> often. I do it, but sometimes I just get dragged. I need to just snap myself out of We're human. human, yeah. Um, Justin, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is actually leaving this world and not actually leaving the legacy behind that I want to leave behind. That's like, that's a genuine fear I have. I, like most people talk about fear of death or fear of illness or fear of that. For me, I live my life like, you know what? I'm not in control of that. I'm not in control of when I'm going to leave this world. That's, that's, that's beyond my control. I not, none of us know. We don't know what's written for us. We don't know. So, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not focused on the bad things. My, my, for me, a tragedy for me would be to leave this world and not make an impact. So, so, that's why I live my life every single day. Like, oh, hey, how can I make this world a better place? What can I do? Whether it's for my family or friends or people like yourself, you know, my lovely friends and clients, you know. So it, it, it's, it's just how I live my life. And that, that's a genuine fear of mine. I'm like, hey, I want to live a life of impact. And if I don't do it now, then, you know, hey, if I get taken out tomorrow, have I done enough? Like, and I've done a lot in my time, but I still don't think I've done enough. There's a lot more work to be done. I love that. I, I try to, I try nowadays, I'm just driven to do that kind of exact thing. I want to leave mm-hmm. something behind. And I really appreciate that. I still have that fear as well of not giving or leaving a legacy behind yeah. that will change the world. Um, what questions every day, like people have questions going on through their head. What questions do you often ask yourself mm-hmm. to keep yourself in check? What is it that goes through your head on a daily basis? Uh, that you often ask yourself. Um, you, you, usually it's, um, what, what did I do yesterday that I can do better today? <laughs> you do it on a regular basis. Standard question. You know, what did, I, what did I do yesterday that I can do better today? And like, whether that's business related, family related, whatever it might be. Um, that's generally like the most important question that I ask myself every single day. Um, and then obviously what difference, what difference is that we're touching on from my previous answer, like what difference can I make in someone else's world today? Like, yeah. And, and that's essentially, those are the two kind of questions I, I operate by, you know, um, and don't get me wrong. You know, I do all the other stuff, the gratitude and all those kind mm-hmm. of things, but you know, quick question. You know, who, I always say, you know, whoever's, whoever's asking the questions is in control, right? So I ask myself those questions. So I stay in control. So <laughs> Um, so those, those are the two questions I ask myself daily. Yeah. 
That's great. We have now reached a, I, I'm introducing a new segment. It's called um, a rapid fire round question segment, where I'm introducing the segment today to get the most out of my guests, uh, especially <laughs> who, who don't, I don't have that much time with. Um, these are random different questions uh, and um, that you can answer. And the first, that's the first thing that comes to your mind, basically. Sure. Um, so are you ready to do this? Okay. Okay. I'm always ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay. How do you find your inner peace? Oh gosh, self care, self care, hundred percent self care. Yeah. Let's so, what do you actually do? Out. What do you actually do quickly? <laughs> Meditate. Get in a bath. Put some nice bath salts in there. Stick some candles on. Put some peaceful music on, and that's me. That's that's my inner peace. <laughs> that's amazing. Away from the, away from the kids. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, what are the top three habits that made a significant improvement in your life? Discipline. So having discipline with what I want to do. Uh, focus, having clear, clear, clear focus on what it is that I want to achieve. And number three, consistency. So, so having a disciplined, focused, and co like consistent approach is what's made me successful. Wow, thanks. That's amazing. <laughs> the number one uh, quality that makes someone a good leader? Compassion. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> what's the biggest waste of human potential? Um, getting to retirement and realizing, uh, you know, who I could have been. That's the biggest wow. waste because it's too late then. Too late. What's the best advice you've ever received? Um, best, of course, I've received that made, a, the, the, that made a significant change in your life, basically. Let's just make it easier. But. The biggest piece of advice I've received that made a significant change in my life. I've got, you know what? That's a great question because I've had so many mentors and so many people in my life. Ah, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, take the focus off of me and put it onto other people. Um, and that, that, what that means is, is, um, one of my mentors, Andy Harrington, you know, you know, Andy, um, told me this like years ago, um, when I was starting out my speaking journey and, and he said, Jess, you've got to take the focus off of you and put it onto other people. Suddenly all like anyone who's listening right now, if you've got, got any problem going on in your world right now, if you take the attention off of yourself and you put it onto someone else who needs you the game changes. Like you go out and feed someone homeless in the street right now, you realize that, Hey, I might not have any money in the bank, but at least I'm not homeless, you know, and, and it just changes you. So, so sh take the focus off of you and put it onto other people. Wow. I, I, I try to live by that every time I go on stage, but it's nice to apply it on other, other areas. Oh yeah. Of and, and all areas of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could choose one book as mandatory read for all high school students, what, what book would you choose? I'm going to have to choose the first book that was ever given to me by my, um, you know, by the multimillionaire founder of the hospital I used to work for. Actually, the, the, um, it's actually his book. He gave it to my director. My director gave it to me when I was still working there. And it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I've got it and it's falling apart, but I'm never letting go of it. <laughs> um, definitely. Think, think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Okay. What's the number one solution to healing the world? Gosh, give more. Give, give, like stop taking, man. Like give, give, like there's people out like We could, if everybody in this world, like if everyone in the UK gave one pound, like we could end a lot of suffering in the world. Like if, if, if every single person in the UK, just the UK alone gave two hours of their time each week to go and help other people, we can make this world a better place. So, you know, chunked up, the biggest thing, the biggest thing to end any pain and suffering in this world is give, give, give more. What simple fact do you wish uh, more people understood? That the secret to living is giving. 
<laughs> I wish people understood that. And I think that's because people are, are always looking out for their own needs. And that's fine. They're human. That's normal, you know. But um, when it goes back to taking a focus off of you and putting on to other people and just understand that, you know, you know get, like, give. You want to live more, give more, you know. So, yeah, I wish people understood that. <laughs> I love that. I, I try to apply it every time. And I wish a lot of people also try to do that as well. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, if you could fix one world problem, what would it be? Gosh, you know what? Um, I think, I think there's, a big, there's a big, if you look back at what's going on in the world, even at the moment, there's always, there's a lot of division. And I think this is, the, this is what causes problems in the world, division. Like when it comes to finances, you know, the wealth divide, when it comes to, you know, poverty, um, when it comes to, you know, issues that are going on in the media at the moment surrounding, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, ethnic minorities and all that kind of stuff. Like there's so much stuff going on. And if you think about it, where does it all stem from? Inequality. Inequality. So if there's one thing that we could do to, to fix everything that's going on in this world is, is to train people on this and understand that, you know, religion, uh, race, um, wealth, all of these things divide us. Faith unites us. Yeah. All of these things, these things divide us. Faith, like religion, for religion, for example, religion actually divides people. It segregates people. What puts us together? Faith. So, you know, so while if, if any, if anything, like if everybody just had faith in the fact that, Hey, we're all on this planet, to, to you know, contribute towards it and you know, love another human being, no matter whatever their background is, then, then have faith in that. And I think that would change the world. Wow, that's wise. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I always tell people faith is different than actual religion. Religion is a way of life, yeah. but faith is like, it's a different uh, aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, this comes to the end of our round for the rapid fire, but I do oh, have man, to... already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> also, it's going to last longer. Like, it's actually cut short, so it's, it's good. Um, I have two final questions to you. Mm -hmm. uh, this one you can take your time in. Um, one would be, how do you want to change the world? What's your ultimate vision? And what's your legacy do you want to leave behind? Good. So how do I want to change this world? For me, it's difficult... It's difficult to answer that specifically, like because I, from a chunked up perspective, I, I've, I've always just wanted to leave this world uh, in a better place than it was when I entered it. You know, so so for me, it's whether it's to you know empower other people um, to to be more, to have more, to do more, to live more. You know, whether it's empowering people to grow their businesses, whether it's empowering people to connect with their families again, whether it's to help someone, you know get out of the depression that they're in and change their life. If it's to help someone prevent themselves from killing themselves or whatever, whatever it is like that's that for me, that's, that's how I want to change the world. I just want to spread, spread more love and more good out in, in the world. And, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the vision, um, you know, you, you may, you may have seen, you know, recently, um, more, more recently, I started a group, I started a group called a billion lives change. It's like a movement where I really want to, you know, have an impact on at least a billion lives globally. Uh, and when I say impact, I'm not talking about in their finances or business or anything like that. I'm talking about you know, in their in their mindset, in their mm -hmm. you know, empowering people. And um, for me, that the division is is to actually before I leave this world is to have had an impact on a billion lives. And I know I won't be able to do it on my own, which is why I 
I, I surround myself with other people who can go out and spread the word and, and share the message and all that kind of stuff and, and empower other people. So my big, big vision is, is to, you know, it is to impact a billion lives, whether that's to build some more orphanages or, or, or give back some more or whatever it is, you know, that, that's what I want to do. And, and in terms of legacy, my legacy is very, very simple. I, I want, I want people to know um, who I was, um, I want my, my impact to still be here um, for years and years and years and years and years to come. And I want my kids and their kids and the kids after that to go, you know what, daddy, granddad, great granddad, he was all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's my legacy. But, but for, for me, I, you know, that's, that's kind of like what, where I want to, I want to be. I want to be in a situation where whenever I, when, I, when I've left this world that, you know, my, my, you know, as a speaker, my, my words still resonate in people's ears, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I want to be because I, I genuinely believe like um, being, being in the position that I am, my words um, have the power of influence and with, with that comes a great responsibility. So I don't throw my words around lightly. I don't, you know, I don't make, you know, bold claims without having backed it up, you know, and stuff and things like that. So I do, I do genuinely feel that I have some value to add. So I want that to continue long after I leave this world. I have exactly the same vision. Which is, I'm going to literally sign up to this movement. That's why I'm trying to impact these people's mindsets, change yeah. the world and impact and change their lives. Um, that's amazing. Um, if you were to die today, that's my last question now. Mm. What are three unique pieces of knowledge or wisdom from your own life experiences would you give your family or people? Great. So first of all, first, first of all, um, I will say the biggest thing is, you know, forgive more, forgive more. Like people are going to come into your life and do some things that hurt you. You know, for me, I've had so many people come into my life and, um, things haven't worked out. They've, you know, they've hurt me in some way or form or, and, you know, and, and for years I used to hold on to this and harbor anger and, you know, and frustration and, and it was eating me up. It wasn't doing anything to them. It was eating me up. And um, so, so, you know, first piece of advice I'd say to anyone, if I was to leave this world tomorrow, like, like on my deathbed, I would say to you right now, forgive more. And in order to forgive, you must first accept. You can't, forgiveness doesn't happen unless you accept. Like you must accept this person did this or this has happened to me. Acceptance triggers the healing process of forgiveness. So forgive, forgive, not for you, for them. To forgive is what I would say. First, first and foremost, that number two, um, do everything in your power, everything in your power, irrespective of what's going on around you to protect up here, to protect your mind. Like you're literally, this, this thing that's in here, it, it controls absolutely everything that, that goes on in your world. And if you can learn to protect that and guard it from anything that could penetrate it or, or, or make you make bad decisions, then well, like this, seriously, you, 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 you're going to let in a lot of weakness into that and it will, it will just spill out into your life. So, you know, preserve and protect and upgrade your mind at all, all, all times is what I'd say to people. And I suppose the last, the last thing I'll say to people is, um, you know, is, is just choose to be happy. Choose happiness. Like people, people spend so much time chasing stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a world, like, especially like from a speaker background, I mean, I'm in a world where, you know, I go on these big stages and I go to these places and, uh, you know, 
everyone that's at these events usually, not everyone, that's a generalization, but most people who go to these events are, you know, they're chasing the bling, they're chasing the fast cars, they're chasing the money, they're chasing millionaire status. And you know, like I've had all that shit. I don't give a crap about that anymore. Like I give a crap about happiness. And, um, and I would say to people is like, it, it's, it doesn't matter you know, where you are in life, whether you've got a one bedroom flat and, you know, you've hardly got anything in the bank or you're living in a mansion somewhere, choose to be happy. Choose to be happy because I know a lot of rich, unhappy people. And uh, what's the point, you know? And similarly, I know a lot of happy, poorer people who are just happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's such an inspiring thing to see when someone's happy. So, and, and the reason I say that is because, and uh, if you think of it like this, every single time you, you, you let something make you angry or sad or upset or frustrated, it's robbing you of the beauty that's in this world. So like, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life unhappy, like whether you, you, know, like, you know it or not, but I've spent a lot of my life in the past being unhappy over stuff, being unhappy over failure, being unhappy over, you know, trying to prove myself to people and whatever. And I did that for years. Like if, if you know, I have to be grateful for that because it also drove me to achieve more. But you know, at the same time, like, who am I doing it for? Like, I'm just trying to get validation from everybody else just to be happy. That's no true happiness comes from within. When you're happy here, everything else falls into place. So, so those, those are the, my kind of three, three last pieces of wisdom I'd share with people before I uh, leave this, leave this world. Nobody actually said forgiveness, but um, um, this is a very, very important point because a mm. lot of people go through life holding grudges on people. And, and literally, it's just like, it's like drinking poison and wishing your enemy to die. You're actually oh, yeah. dying from within. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so just having that said, saying that is so important. And I love a lot of people more to let go of their past, to let go of their pain, to live their present and to be happier in their life. So that was an amazing, amazing piece of information and and wisdom for you. Um, Just to, before, before we leave this, uh, is there anything else you want to announce or tell, you want to share with the, with people? Uh, And if not, what would be the best way to reach you directly? Yeah. Look, first of all, like you know, first, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. It's been it's been, it's been amazing, obviously. Um, and I think one thing I want to say to your listeners, if they're listening to your show, um, is is to stick with the process of working on themselves. You know, um, a lot of people focus on strategy um, over mindset, and they've got it the wrong way around. So this is this is why I love like people like you and what you do. Like you're you're empowering people to to think differently, to to go inside. You know, the inner world creates your outer world, and you know. And and I would say to anyone listening, just just keep working on yourself. Like I help people with a lot of business related stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, people typically come to me because of you know, business and and marketing and sales and making money and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. It's fantastic, but when when you know when they start working with me, they get to realize that I'm actually more about the mindset. Um, you know, so so just keep working on yourself is what I'd say to everybody listening. And um, and yeah, look, if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to follow me, like just go go to my website, jessandjames.com. Um, on there, there's lots of ways you can get in contact with me. You can follow me. All my social media handles are on there. You can follow me on um, 
you know, if you want to look for me online, just just search at Jess and James Official on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You know, you'll find you'll find me on there as well. Um, but yeah, just just uh, if you want to follow me, follow me. Just follow me. Just it'd be fantastic to have people you. People should follow you. <laughs> yes, definitely. People should follow me. Yes, oh, bless you're you. Thank amazing. You. you are an amazing mentor. I've learned a lot from you. So I really, bless really you. appreciate it. A lot. Uh, I really, really appreciate it, and I'm honored today to have you uh, to spend this quality time with me. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening thanks everyone take care to automatically receive the latest episode please subscribe and if you'd like to support the show please share with one friend that you can help and if you find it helpful then please leave a review and comment on who you would also like to see as a guest in the future episodes you can also message me directly on instagram facebook and linkedin at dr aisha al sheikh at dr A-I-S-H-A-A-L-S-H-E-I-K-H. Keep working on your dreams to make them reality. And have a great morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world.